and when stuff sounds bad, you're like, you can't get past the I'm yeah. listening yeah. to something, you know, mm -hmm. playing yeah. it back. Yeah, once it gnaws at you, it's, yeah. it, well, there's a simple solution to that. day I was on Tidal and I'm just going through tracks like I've never used before you know how they always show stuff new music mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. here's a list of the master quality stuff they have so I'm like all right well let's let's go through these songs and let's see if I can find something new that's really good and I'm going through it and one thing I noticed and and we I don't think we ever talked about is that how important the mix is in the music crucial you know I mean today's systems we have are all I mean for the most part audio playback has come a long way in the last few decades. Well, yeah. And oh, we're yeah. at one hell of, if you ask me, in terms of resolving power and be able to hear things in the mix, we're at a hell of a peak right now mm -hmm. in headphones, speakers, systems, uh, electronics, everything. And, you know, let's talk about that, about yeah. the mix. Well, now there's also more music being produced now than ever. I mean, music's being produced at a rate faster than you can listen to it. You know, ain't that the truth? Well, yeah, it's just accessibility, right? Yeah, it's easier to make music now. Yeah, record it. Well, so. yeah, you can a laptop, a bedroom, headphones, right. you're good to go. In fact, a lot of them are done that way, right? Yeah. At the start of this channel, we did a video about that, about like how much music there is in the world, <laughs> and it literally is coming out like faster than can be listened to it. Like several times more every minute are being released than that minute is worth. Crazy. Mm. So yeah, tons of people are producing music now, and they're doing it on. AirPods or Beats or their headphones they bought at Walmart, yeah, or maybe right. they have nice speakers, or who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the references are actually probably more what you call varied, varied yeah. right now than they ever were mm -hmm. because because people are doing it in their homes. Yeah, it's not necessarily a professional studio where they all kind of use the same type of gear because mm -hmm. they all were familiar with it. And uh, yeah, now it's got to be quite the mix when you think about it, what's going on in terms of the, the source side of music. Well, yeah. and it's how, how music is recorded is a lot different. Now, like, everything's, like, remote. Like, you have one guy play a part, you know, in his home studio or whatever, another person. But back in the day, it was like, all right, we got a mic, and we're all in the same room recording. Yeah. You know? And that's why old, older recordings, that's what they sound like that. You know, it's like, just like literally one mic. Almost a like room. a live. Yeah. More. It was live. Yeah. Yeah, and no. you still get that. So yeah, it still happens. Yeah, like there's people with like home studios and bands that come together and record yeah. in one place, but it is all over the place. I saw, I was telling you about this earlier, I saw a guy on Twitter and he was like, you know, hey, I want headphones that I can use that'll sound like my studio monitors and I want to mix when I'm on airplanes and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and everybody in the comments was like, just get AirPods Max. Mm. And I was like, oh God, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of people that think that's the nicest headphone in the world. Yeah, a right. lot of people don't think that there's anything more expensive than $500 in the headphone world. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with them. They're great for listening to music. Yeah. But, but, and yeah. noise canceling that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I would not mix on them. Yeah. yeah. Because what the type of problem with product like that is it's, it's under the control of software. Right. Like you don't know what it's doing mm -hmm. to the, what you're mixing. Well, I mean, you know? if you were specifically mixing music specifically for like apple music spatial audio sure well, right then, right yeah in that case so i would like be like airpods pro or something yeah like if someone said i'm gonna use airpods pro to mix on an airplane i wouldn't be mad i'd be like okay 
it's not studio monitors, but that's that's acceptable. Yeah. You know, they're at least they're like kind of neutral, and you know they have the built-in Atmos and spatial tools and all that. But there's just so much variance. You know, somebody's like, oh, you know, cheapest headphone on Amazon, these ten dollars Sony's mm-hmm. that you know, so many bajillion people have bought. There's definitely people mixing on those. Right. You know it. You know, mm-hmm. there's some guy somewhere mixing a track on those, and he's like, oh, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, uh, I remember one time, uh, I don't know why Eric didn't have his monitor, but he's like, oh, I could use my TV, and this is like long, this is like 2008 or something, and he was color correcting a, a photo on his TV, oh, and this is before the you know, calibration yeah. or anything. And then you take it off your TV and put it on another computer or something, it's like, oh my, it looks yeah. fine here, but you bring it over here, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, music's like that everywhere. I mean, you know, that, I mean, that's part of the problem we're running into uh, with our with our better headphone systems, is you just have, you know, people people get into the higher end of things and they'll go, oh, now I'm not liking my music so much. It's like, well, there's probably better versions of the music you like hmm. that you need to seek out. I mean, it, it, people are probably like very similar. I know in my sense, I'm always I still listen to stuff from the 70s, the 80s. I still I enjoy that. That's my music. And I'm not listening to one track over and over again, but it's probably a collection of tracks that I just go to. You know, when I just yeah. want to chill, I'm not looking for something new. I just want to freaking have that music playing. And, you know, and this might be a dozen albums or so. But the point is, is, you know, I think a lot of people are like that. But in my case, I'm I'm accustomed to finding music that fits high-res systems. That's what I've been doing yeah. my entire career, yeah. my whole you know, decades, where a lot of people, they're just getting into it, and they don't realize how uh, limiting the source material can be in, in oh, yeah. recordings. Yeah. yeah. You know, it all starts from the source and the recording, which I mean, like, yeah, things were more consistent during a time when studios were less accessible, um, which, you know, ups and downsides. Now we get more music, but the quality varies so much. Mm-hmm. And you get some things that come out of home studios that you're like, oh, my God, this yeah, sounds right. incredible. You know, some guy who's like into hi-fi and buys nice microphones and nice speakers and nice headphones and really goes all out on it. You know, that stuff probably exceeds some of the best recordings we ever had in history. Well, yeah, yeah, passionate about their craft. That's yeah, right. Yeah, right. People who really chase that kind of stuff, more mm-hmm. than probably some old studios even would have done unless they were like all reel-to-reel and that kind of stuff. Um, but one thing I have kind of noticed this a little bit, the mixes that you hear that are kind of crappy out there, not all of them, but a lot of them seem kind of deficient in similar ways, you know? So, like, a lot of them, they'll be, like, really sharp and, like, similar parts of the treble or things like that, or they'll be really congested. Right. There's not much instrument separation, things like that. It seems like that kind of consistent trend where when things start getting bad, they all sort of head in that direction. And instead, you end up with this kind of just really messy sound. That makes sense. Yeah, see, as as things tend to sound better, you you kind of forget you're listening to speakers or headphones or whatever. It's just like you're listening to music, and when stuff sounds bad, you're like, you can't get past the I'm yeah. listening yeah. to something, you know, mm-hmm. playing yeah. it back. Yeah, once it gnaws at you, it's, yeah. It, well, there's a simple solution to that. Next track. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real easy. Well, you guys talked about this in your last video. You know, like oh, that's yeah. that that's one of those things. It's like you're listening to something. You're like, why doesn't this sound right? And it's like, oh. I'm listening to a, you know, a track that a kid in his basement made on $10 headphones right. that was mixed super bright. Well, no wonder it's going to sound bright on pretty much anything you put it through. That's true. How I mean, it is. When, when, you, when, you, when you listen to these songs, there, I, there's probably very little, uh, what would you call it, um, provenance. 
as to knowing where it comes from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not going to say, oh, a kid recorded this in his basement. I mean, maybe it does. Microphone it could, with right. A, with, with, a, with, a, with a tape deck, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes they can turn out great, too. Right. I mean, you, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people listen to, obviously, like Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. That's a big name now in audio. Like, some of those tracks are pretty well produced, and that's literally hand-holding a microphone up like this in a bedroom, wow. right? you know. And But the quality turns out good. There's a low noise floor and all that stuff, and it, that's popular. It's like pop music now. But that, like, the bedroom producer quality is, there's no average. Yeah, no, right. Not at all. <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way speakers used to be in, like, early 90s and prior. Yeah. The sound was all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I, headphones were kind of not even on the radar back then. They mm-hmm. disappeared in the 80s when the Walkman went away, you know. And um, surprisingly, almost like vinyl almost disappeared, and now it's back. Yeah. It's funny you know, how that works. This just came to me. It's kind of a curveball. Yeah. Well, we're used to that. Well, <laughs> so let's say I found a song, and I just love this song. You know what I mean? It's just... You just you know it, and a song yeah. just clicks with oh, you. Yeah. But you can't find a good recording. They all suck. Mm. There's no good source of it. You want to enjoy that song mm. on a nice system. I mean, is there anything you can do at that point? Yes, you buy another system for the song. <laughs> just for <laughs> oh, that just song. For the song yeah. This system is dedicated <laughs> yeah. just for this crappy yeah. song. I'm running that with vinyl. I got a yeah. turntable. I've got them up to three cartridges now, and I'll probably get a fourth. And, yeah. and you know, luckily the techniques, it's it's just yeah. You could change a cartridge. You just buy shells for each one, and yeah. it just unplugs and you plug another one in. And yeah. You know, obviously you go to the phono stage and say, okay, change the impedance settings. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is that, yeah, you'll find that you'll want a cartridge just for old school rock and roll. Yeah. You'll want one for, you know, jazz and blues. You'll want one for whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, I ran into this myself, but since I don't have uh, techniques, yeah, it's like, oh, man, it'll be a, it's a pain an, in an hour to change this. Yeah. So, yeah, it to, actually to makes me remove it want from, to from get one of those because head. of... Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Oh, yeah. here's my cartridge for 1995 to 2010. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, that kind of works. You know, that, yeah. that, I mean, assuming the the music's on vinyl, that gives you a way to not have to change the system because mm-hmm. it's a pitch to move speakers around. Uh, yeah, you know? right. <laughs> but yeah, but beyond that, yeah. I mean, like with headphones, you could do that. I mean, I'm sure people will do that. They'll get yeah. a lower, some lower cost pair of headphones or something that just is soft sounding that mm-hmm. happens to play things that aren't so soft sounding well. Yeah. And I think that's why people used to have so many headphones in the past is because, you know, they weren't as, like, well today's rounded. upper end yeah. Yeah, is yeah. really well-rounded. That's correct. I think yeah. that's why I have a bunch of headphones, honestly. Yeah. Because I'll be like, oh, I want to listen to this today, and I'll grab a different headphone off the wall. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm listening to this artist today. Let me grab these off the wall yeah. and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, and with today's higher-end stuff, that's kind of the need for that has been Mm-hmm. Subdued used to mean most people have gotten rid of collections, yeah, or or they're, or they're sitting collecting dust because now today's higher end headphones and systems can play a lot, yeah, a lot of stuff. And I mean, even bad recordings can sound good if you have a well tuned system. I mean, they'll sound as good as they could, right? Mm-hmm. Given the, the what the recording is, you know. And it, to me, I, I mean, I've done that. I've done it with stuff from the '60s. Um, you know, you'll get some music on a 45, let's say, or even a 33, right, an album. And older school stuff, you know, something you're used to, like from the Trogs or something, mm-hmm. like a minuscule band that had one hit wonder, you know. I like the sub- one or two songs from the Trogs, mm-hmm. you know, and but yet on a high end system, it probably wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But if you have a properly tuned high end system where kind of the flaws have been removed, where, you know, it's all tweaked out well, it's smooth and it's, you know, you got the right combination of the DAC amp. 
and you paid attention to the cabling and everything, every part of the system, right? And it just meshes with the speakers of the headphone. You know, at that point, you actually, you actually can go back to the source of the recording, and it's not annoying because the annoyances went away. And what mm. a lot of people don't realize is the reason that recordings are annoying is because the system has similar faults mm. in the same regions where the recording was. Annoying, like compounding. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a multiplicative effect, and it multiplies against it. And so, yeah, if but it's hard to do a system like that. So most people mm -hmm. don't. The majority, 99% of people just don't yeah. have a fully, you know, evolved system like that mm. because it usually takes time and patience and knowledge and trial and error and a lot of money and <laughs> things, right. that, things that make you go hmm. and research and yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it goes it's a lot of trial and error to really fit it yeah i mean know? that's the thing like me having like the same speakers for 20 years you know now i could play anything out of my everything yeah. I've, i know i've changed everything that needed to be changed yeah, yeah you evolved the system around yeah. that and you got i rid mean of, it took 20 years though yeah, <laughs> like, right you, know? yeah. you get rid of faults you systematically remove faults within the system chain and what's left is the source and you know, you could listen to something like I used the Trox as an example, but it's anything from the early 60s or early 70s or whatever. You know, th that stuff was done on tape. They, mm. they set up microphones somewhere, right? It, it probably wasn't an elaborate setup. These were low-budget operations. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the Beatles, mm. you know, and they did it. And the cool thing on a really, really high-end system is that you can hear them doing it. Right. You, mm. you hear the mic they were using. If mm -hmm. you knew mics, you'd know what it was. You'd be able to pick it out. Hell, you yeah. could probably pick out just about everything in like here. You, you know the, the room distance from the mic, yeah. yeah. And if and if it's live, it's all which most of them were. You could probably tell how far one guy is from the other. Yeah, like a and, sense of the space and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's narrow in the other recordings, the space you probably aren't going to get the room as much, but maybe. But you tend to get that focus on the vocals, and you could hear them really. And the emotion, I think, comes out more with that. So to me. Some of the older stuff's really cool if you have a system that can play it back properly. Yeah. You know? Well, you look at um, Jeff Buckley, Hallelujah. That is the track that they demo on the, the Sennheiser, the Orpheus, the $50,000 headphone. Mm -hmm. yeah. Every time you, they go and they play that headphone around, they play that song. <laughs> and that song, like, it's not a perfect recording, you know? It clips. There's parts of that song where the vocals clip out the mic yeah, and it right. distorts and all that. But yeah. that's one of those go-to songs. You like every hi-fi show ever. You see that song around, yeah. and it's an imperfect recording, but people love it because the way it's recorded, you can really hear like the inflection and the emotion, and it's a very intimate recording. Yeah, and there's two channels world. It's more modern stuff like Sarah McLachlan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, which, right. I mean, some of those recordings are pretty good. Well, you that, well, you got the classic uh, jazz at the pawn shop. Oh, so right, that was, that everywhere. Was, it was like the it was just simple. It was like a tape and like two mics or something oh, in really? a room. That's why it just yeah. sounds like yeah. natural in, in the middle of a club yeah, or right. a bar. And that's why yeah. it sounds like that because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, that on the original Proprius label is pretty freaking good recording. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you, well, and you can go to an audio show and go to pretty much anybody's setup, and that's going to be in it's their playing. library. It's yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, easy to easy to find. Yeah, it puts you in that place. You mm -hmm. know? So it almost feels like we had this discussion and we're coming full circle because it's like, well, you know, the mix matters a lot, and uh, and but yet even if the mix is bad, you could play it and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, if you appreciate the mix and understand where it's coming from. Yeah. You know. For so, sure. So yeah, I get you know, I guess it's the way it's always been with music. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 But there's a bright side to all this also. Audio equipment's getting better and better. And while there's more people producing music than ever, that also means there's yeah there's a lot of bad music being produced, right. and bad mixes. But there's probably also more good mixes coming out than ever before right now. It's a percentage game. Yeah. yeah. 
So we're getting a big net positive of more good mixes out there. Yep. You just got to find them. Well, right. and the the ease of finding stuff is as right. high as ever. streaming? Yeah, now you just open up Tidal, Apple Music, whatever, and it suggests stuff for you that you never heard. and mm-hmm. It makes you playlists. You just hit next, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. I, I mean, I go through the, ex- the Explore tab all the time. Last yeah. night, you know, I was listening to headphones, and I found some album I never heard before and put it on. and was like, whoa, this sounds incredible. And that artist... Yep. It was their first ever album. They just released it. Nothing else by them. Couldn't find them on any other tracks or anything. It's just like they came out of nowhere with something that's great, mixed super well, yeah. and that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. That's the fun part about trying new stuff. Mm. 95% of it may not be your taste to your mm-hmm. taste. Right. But that 5% is a keeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Especially when it really stands out because there's those tracks that you like, you just stumble on it. It's always at like one in the morning or something. You're listening to your speakers. Right you know, or your headphones or whatever, and you stumble across some track and it's just like, whoa. Yeah, the hardest part is the next day remembering what the hell it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the second I hear that, I'm immediately like, okay, save right Write now. Right, yeah. 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 yeah, I keep a notepad with a pen. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> mm. it's idiot-proof. It's in ink, on paper. Right. Mm. Yeah, then you have to worry mm. like, oh, did I add it to this playlist or not yeah, or whatever? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, there you have it. Yeah. yeah. That's the mix. We talked about the mix. <laughs> Halloween's coming closer. Can you tell? We oh, got, yeah. Well, we got more decorations here. No, What's actually, spookier than a bad mix? Well, yeah. Good, yeah, I don't know. A good mix. Are you a good mix or a bad mix? Mm. I don't know. Did you see uh, um, uh, Wizard of Oz? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Everyone has. I think. Mm. It's, been yeah. on, it's been on TV since like 42. No, before that. <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. We're in Buffalo. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yes, Dorothy. Mm. On that note. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Subscribe to us because we got more good topics coming. So make sure you subscribe so you know it's there. Take care of yourselves. Thanks. <laughs>